Hey all, this is WB Superstar Sammy Zayn. Lena Vega here. And yours truly the half man, half amazing Montel Montavious Porter MVP. You'll listen to Road Trip After Hours with Mac Davis. And Hall of Famer, Teddy Long. With a certified G and a bona fide stud. And I'm not even talking about me, I'm talking about Teddy Long. And my man Mac Davis, how you guys doing? Enjoy the show, guys. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to an all-new episode of Road Trip After Hours. I'm your host, Mac Davis, along with my WWE Hall of Famer co-host, Mr. Teddy Long. Hey, Teddy, how you doing? All right, I'm good, uh, Mac. Uh, what's going on with you, player? Hey, man, it's just been a good week, and uh, we got a great guest today. Can you tell us about it? Well, yeah, man, uh, I think that uh, what we're doing, you know, we're starting the new year off right, you know, and uh, I couldn't think of a better person for us to bring on here today. There's a lot of things going on in the world of professional wrestling. And, uh, you know, I think with all this stuff is happening and what's going on now, you know, I think more people need to be, you know, straight up and be truthful yes. about things, you know. And so the man that we have here today is a man that I have a whole lot of respect for, a man that certainly will go out of his way to help you in any kind of way. And he's a man that I have seen that he has walked up on people that were being mistreated or not being treated right. And he stepped in and straightened that out and made sure, you know, that things were right. And so, you know, how can you not have respect for somebody like that? So without further ado, we're going to get him on in here. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce to you my man, Conan. He's in the house today. Yo, what's up, Teddy? Thank you for the great introduction. You know, I have a ton of respect for you. Uh, you know, because it's kind of funny because when I broke up, when I broke into the business, and you might have broke, what year did you break in, Teddy? Uh, around 82, 83. Okay, so way before me. So I broke in probably 88, okay? Okay. And as you know very well, back then, there weren't a lot of brothers. There weren't a lot of Latinos. There weren't a lot of women. There's a whole bunch of you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's call it cultural ignorance. Right. Right. So, you know, it's really cool because you you grew up through all of that and you saw all of this stuff and you've lived a lot of stuff just like I have, you know. And like you said, you know, when the Mexicans were mistreated, uh, we stepped up and I made sure that they were treated correctly. Right. You know, and that's and, and let me say something about that, Mac. You know, that's another thing, too. You know, I about the respect I have for him, because a lot of people in my race, a lot of black guys, you know, that uh, I've broken the business with, you know, they didn't stand up. for me. In fact, I was right in the room one time with uh, Thunderbolt Patterson. He was supposed to have been the guy, you know, to take care of us. And he called me more niggas than Ole Anderson did. <laughs> you know, so I'm just saying, bro, man, let, know, let, let me let me let me tell you a story that. You probably know, but um, um, I very rarely have said this. So when I, the first day I went into, um, uh, what was WCW called before? Um, Georgia Championship Wrestling? No, NWA. NWA, right? yeah. Weren't they called NWA before? Yes, yes, NWA. Okay. So the first day that I got in there, um, I go into the dressing room, and you know Rocky King, right? Uh, yeah. Player? Okay, so Rocky King is in the shower and he's crying because he's just been fired because he was called the N-word, you know, by a couple guys there. And um, and he stood up for himself and he got fired. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? You know what I'm saying? And of course, you'd always hear shit, you know, hey, you know, Mexican jumping bean and this and that. And I had to tell a couple people, look. I don't call you, 
you know, redneck or honky or whatever. I don't call you any derogatory terms. Well, we're, we're just playing around. Here's the problem, my friend. When you play around with me, other guys think they can do it. Okay? Exactly. And that stops here. You know what right. I'm saying? And then, yeah. you know what I mean? And I've always, I don't really believe that. I've always thought that was just something that's just an excuse. You weren't playing oh, 100%. around with me. 100%. You weren't playing around with me. You were 100%. doing exactly what you wanted to do. And you want me to think that you're playing. But, right. uh, you know, I'm just I think I just thank God that I learned this. I stayed around. I learned to play this game. I learned to keep my ears open and my mouth shut, you know, and not let people know what you really know. So, right. so, so yeah, because they would have gotten rid of you. If you is real if, good. If you and you know this, bro, a lot of people go, oh, you bring up the race car, you bring up the race because it existed. And I'm not going to ignore it. Right. No, so, no. you know, you know, you knew very well. You were smart enough to understand that if you complained, you were gone, one hundred percent. Yeah, that's that's what they were waiting for me to do is complain. Right. Yes. That's right. why they came up to me and they said the n word to me because they wanted me to complain. You know, right. I don't care what you say to me, just don't put your hands on me. That was my right. philosophy. Right. <laughs> right. You know, right. one of the things that I really love about uh, Conan, uh, Teddy, is the fact, and, and Conan, I, I don't even know if I told you this when we met uh, recently. I was with Teddy at a recent show. I'm trying to remember where that was, Teddy. And for the life of me, I can't remember what show we were at, but uh, I think it was Russell Cade. It was Russell Cade. And uh, I was there at the table with Teddy, and someone got my attention away from the table for a moment, and you came over to speak with Teddy. And I have always wanted to meet you. And I thought I missed that opportunity when I was there, but I turned around because you waited somehow. I don't know if you just knew I was waiting to say hello or what, but I turned around and you introduced yourself to me and said, hello. And I want you to know how much that meant to me because Conan, there's only a handful of people in wrestling that I truly believe understand the business. Still, you're one of those names. It is you, Jim Cornette and several other people, but not many who still have that old school way of wrestling that understand what makes somebody want to see somebody else get their ass kicked. And that's something that I think is missing in wrestling. I, so I'm curious with AEW right now, if you had a pencil right now and you could do something to help them, what would you do? Oh, there's a million things, but I'll bring up a couple. Yep. <clears throat> Number one, I would make sure Tony stayed off Twitter. That's a bad look. Yes. Okay. Number two, bro, it's ridiculous to me because Tony and I, I get along with Tony. Okay, let me preface that. Yeah. But it's it's mind-boggling to me that he always says, oh, well, I'm not going to make the same mistakes WCW did. And, bro, one of the first things that Eric Bischoff said that was a huge mistake was taking on other shows, which he has. Yes. And he books everything himself. You know, he gets ideas here and there, but he books everything himself. He needs help. You know, and the other thing is, bro, It I can't believe that. Like when they bring, I'll give you an example. They're not the only ones. Yes. When they bring in the Japanese talent, right? Yes. So are you just supposed to like know who these guys fucking are? You know? Yeah, they're hardcore fans know who they are, but a casual fan's thinking, who the fuck is this? And so they don't have video packages they don't introduce, they don't tell you nothing about them. So there's not a connection. There's no backstory. I'll give you an example. They just did it um, last week. I don't know if you saw the show where the Mexicans showed up from CMLL. Yes. Yes. All right. So they went to Rampage and they got like the lowest rating in like six months. Well, uh, yeah. One of the reasons is because you got four guys there that nobody knows who the 
can I cuss or no? Yeah, oh, yeah, you can say whatever okay. you want. Who the fuck they are. They don't do no video packages. They don't do any character development. They're just out there, you know? And so that's a huge mistake, too. Um, uh, there's a lot of stuff that... Um, let me think of another thing that they do that I'm like, what's going on well, here? Let me ask you this, uh, Conan. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I've always said, and I, and I still feel this way, that the biggest issue uh, with AEW may be Tony Khan himself in the inability to handle constructive criticism. Is that oh, something no, that he you takes, see? Bro, he takes everything personally. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, dude, okay, I'm the booker for AAA in Mexico, right? Right. And all these smart marks. And they hate that word to be used. So I use it on purpose just to piss them off. All the smart marks, you know, are always telling me, well, you know, you did this wrong and you did this wrong. Okay, let's, let's, let's tackle that subject. So let me see if I got this right. So you're a wrestling fan for 10 or 15 years and you've gone to shows and you, okay. But me that I've been in the business, been in the dressing room, have drawn in Mexico, went to WCW, all the things that I've done, been in creative. You somehow know more than me. Get the fuck out of here, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and, bro, there's a lot of disrespect, you know, like, oh, the old heads, old heads. Right? You know what? You might learn something from the old heads yes. if you listen and just saying they're old because we were around when wrestling was fucking blowing up. You know, the, you know, Teddy was in wwe when they were blowing up and you know wcw was blowing up like oh yeah you know there's things from old school that because this is the way i this is the way i book i take things that i know will always work from the old school that will always work no matter what you know because one-on-one is always going to be two right and then i take some of the stuff that the you know the new fans like you know and i can incorporate them you know, yes. but bro, you see so much thigh slapping. It looks ridiculous. So many choreographed spots looks ridiculous. So many people that aren't ready to even be on TV and yes. they're out there, you know, like, so well, uh, it's yeah. just, it's just that, you know, our business has changed, you know, right. we've went like that marquee is it's, it's WWE world wrestling entertainment. And right. that's what I think that they really care about now. I don't think it's back to the old way or the old school, but you can't forget who brought you to the dance. There right. has to be good versus evil. That yes. draws money. Right. Okay, just, uh, you know, it's great to be able to wrestle and entertain. That's good for you. If you're a wrestler and you can entertain, then you got something going for you. But there are a lot mm. of guys that are just able to wrestle and not able to entertain, so they need a backup. So I, right. I, I, I like yeah, I, I'll I'll put over always Teddy, and I'm sure you'll agree with me. I will always put over some Dusty Rose, not a great wrestler, but he had a connection that 99 percent wish they had. Right? He could and entertain. So, right. <laughs> he exactly. made it 100. up with, with the entertainment. Let me tell you, we just had a this year we um, experimented with something in AAA, which is the promotion I work for in Mexico. Mm-hmm. So we did a nostalgia thing where every TV show we've had three so far and we brought back everybody from the past, right? All the matches had nostalgia because three generations of people have grown up on AAA. Yeah. And bro, it was sold out, not one five-star match, not one four-star match because it doesn't fucking matter, bro. They were there (laughs) watching the people they grew up with. And I'll give you another example, uh, Teddy. So... Jim Duggan, right? Whoever, yeah. every time I would read Meltzer, he'd give him one star or one and a half. 
And I'm like, okay, let me see if I got this right. This guy comes out, okay? He gets the place crunk with the ho and the USA, USA, and then he hits you with the fucking two by four. And he got the biggest pops the whole night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With something that simple. Right. Just that simple. Right. right. I know that we're running out of time, and I want to quickly ask you about a couple of things, uh, Conan. Right. Uh, just today, news has broke uh, that TNA has released Scott Demore. Um, your thoughts? Well, I don't really know what's going on. I've worked with TNA for a long time, you know, um, for a long time. And we still work with them. Triple A did dual shows with them. But it's kind of new and fresh, and I'm kind of getting information from people within the company. Uh, I don't know exactly what he did because they're trying to keep it co close to the vest, bro. Yeah. But you know, in wrestling, everything gets out. You oh, know, yeah. so, I, I was surprised by the word that kept being used. Uh, as I've heard the news today, the word "fired" was in there. It, it wasn't was released or anything. The word "fired" was used. So it sounds to me like it was sudden and it was uh, something that may have happened that caused that uh, release. Yeah, I wish I could give you some, but I don't really know. I'm still kind of finding out myself it's the first day you know oh, what yeah, i'm saying yeah, yeah. so yeah all right before i let you get get out of here uh conan this is a yep. road trip after hours and i was hoping maybe you got a great road trip story you can share with us and it can be you, yeah like i say this is uh you, you can this is not pg you can go as far as you want <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um, I'd probably get canceled for half the shit that I could tell you right now. So let me see. This isn't a road story, but it did happen on the road. So we're in Mexico and some kid, he's probably like 15 or 16. Ray Mysterio is in front of me and he slaps the shit out of his back. Okay. And Ray, who's I've never seen him in a fight, very rarely gets mad. He turned around and he clocked this guy, right? <laughs> so we're, we're this this um, dressing room we were in, it was a border town. It's called um, uh, fuck, uh, Nogales, okay? So I go up the stairs where the dressing room is, and somebody runs up, and they go, hey, Ray Mysterio is getting beat up, and it was the, the, the kid's uncles, Okay. So they were in there putting the boots to him and then this other wrestler got involved and so all the fans got involved. So I okay. went down there and I got a chair and I just started cracking motherfuckers as hard as I could. So we went to the, um, so later on the police come, right? Because people are outside the arena and they're fucking going nuts and we want these guys in jail. And so they come up there and they're like, hey, um, uh, come with us. And we're going to let you go. We just want the people to see that we put you in the police car. Uh -huh. And I said, well, don't, don't put me in handcuffs. So this is crazy young me not giving a fuck. As we go outside, they try to put handcuffs on me. And I go, I told you not to put fucking handcuffs on me. So next thing you know, I start walking away and they're pointing guns at me. Oh, okay? God. Yeah. They're pointing guns. I mean, they go, you need to stop. And I go, the first motherfucker that touches me, I'm going to clock him. So these guys are, the, there's like a circle of around five cops. They're following me with guns. I'm actually crossing the street. So everybody can see this going on. There's a helicopter on top. And so they decide to gas me. 
So once they gas me, this guy gets me kind of like in a, like in a, uh, what would you call it? Um, chokehold or some type? Like a chokehold. And I knew that if I flipped them over, I'd get out of it. But I also knew if I flipped them over, they'd probably beat the shit out of me. Yeah. You know, oh, they, they probably shoot you. Right. So, so, um, we get in the car and the cops like, Oh, if my kid knew I did this to you, he'd probably never talk to me and blah, blah, blah. We go to jail. It was me and this other wrestler called, Oh, you probably know him, Teddy LaParca. Yeah. 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 So they put us in jail and motherfuckers start showing up. I kid you not with neck braces and slings. I'm like, bro, there's absolutely <laughs> no way we beat all these motherfuckers up. Okay. <laughs> they knew. Right. Um, so they're like, okay, we're going to wait till everybody leaves and we'll get you out of here, which is what they did. And bro, the same guys that arrested me, we went to a bar with, but when I went to my hotel room to change, guess who's coming out of his, uh, out of his room. Ray Mysterio, he had not stayed with me at the jail cell, you know, at the play. And we had a little bit of heat over that. But the same, <laughs> but the same guy, the same guys that arrested me, we went out to a bar together. Okay. That's a pretty good one. That, that's that's, that's a good cool. one. That is that's a yeah. good one. Hey, uh, <laughs> folks, if you want to catch a fantastic podcast, and you have several variations of that podcast, do you not, Conan, of K1, on a K100? You have the, the listener mailbag, which is something I listen to quite a bit. But you oh, have other you. shows as well, right? Yeah, so we've got a sports show. We've got a thing called K100 Talks where we discuss uh, political, topical issues, right? Yep. Um, we got a sports one. So, But basically, the main show, just for those that are not aware, it's kind of a men's magazine. You know, we talk about everything. Uh, like I said, sports and, you know, whatever's happening in wrestling. Like right now, everybody's like has an opinion on this Cody um, rock thing. Right. So that's mm -hmm. a good thing. When Punk got fired, everybody was talking about that. And they it draws numbers, you know. But uh, we're, we're, we're doing really good. I've, I've, I've been doing this podcast for around seven years and other podcasts, 12 years total. So the only guy that had a podcast before me was Cole Cabana. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. And so it's a fun way to kind of like, you know, hook up with the fans and you can find that it's called keeping it 100 with Conan. And that's on Amazon, Spotify, Facebook, YouTube, everything, bro. Yeah. Now, one of your co-hosts on that show, of course, is Disco. Oh, he gets uh, mega heat. Here's yeah, a funny I, I wonder how many times do you want to punch him? Do you want to punch here's him about every here's show? A, here's, here's a funny thing. Well, I've known him 30 years. He's one of my best friends, so I'm already used to him. But here's, <laughs> yeah, the, thing, yeah. here's the thing about Disco, bro. He's great because he's a provocateur. Yes. So he'll go out there and he'll throw shit that he knows is going to get the, you know, the snowflakes triggered. <laughs> oh, and yeah. do they get triggered? And yes. we monetize that. <laughs> Hell know, yeah. Just, yeah. It's, it's no different than wrestling. It's a business. It's, it's where are you, where are you living, Teddy? I'm in still in Atlanta. You're still in Atlanta? Okay. Yeah. Well, is that where you're from originally? No, I'm from Birmingham, Alabama. But uh, I've been in Atlanta, man, over 50 years. So it's kind of like my okay. home. Yeah, that's your home. All right, bro. Yeah. Let me just say this. It was beautiful seeing you at, at WrestleCast. I hadn't seen you in WrestleCade, whatever. I hadn't seen you in a really long time. Looking yeah, good, that's... man. You know, I love you to death. And because, um, you know, like I said before, we went through some rough shit in this business, yeah. being a minority. Yeah. 
People right. may not want to hear it, but it's true, nevertheless. Exactly. Absolutely true. Yes. Yeah. And Don't I'm have... great. And I'm also, one last thing I have to sure. say this. And I'm also happy, Teddy, that you had a great run in WWE and made some cheese. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, hey, man, I really appreciate that, man. And thank you so much, too, man, for everything, too, because, you know, back in WCW, I came up with you, uh, uh, yeah. uh, 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 La uh, yeah. Psychosis, all those guys, man. You know, we was all sharing a room together down at the Disney. That was so, a great yeah. place because it yeah. was a residence in. So it was like, ah, it was almost like living in a house. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, man, it was great, man. So, and thank you so much for coming on, man. And uh, if you need me or Mac on your show or anything, just all let right. me know, man. I'll be happy to, whatever you need. Thank you. Yo, again. my friend, thank you so much. nothing but love and respect. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank you so much, Conan. And this All has right. been Road Trip After Hours. I'm your host, Mac Davis, along with my WWE Hall of Famer co-host, Mr. Teddy Long, and our special guest, Conan. We'll see you and next good week. Luck. Good luck on your show. Thank you, sir.